Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. Hi, I'm Irene Watson with Reader Views in Austin, Texas. And I'm Victor Volkman with Loving Healing Press in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners to episode number 114 in our series. Tonight's topic will be Developing Comprehensive Campaigns to Sell Your Books. And our special guests are James V. O'Connor and Linda O'Connor. You can learn more about our guests on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We'd love to hear your questions and comments about tonight's show. Please send them to info at authorsaccess.com. Now, tonight we're on the line with James V. O'Connor, who founded O'Connor Communications in 1989, a public relations firm that has specialized in book publicity for the last 10 years, when Jim and his wife won three national awards for successful promotion of his first book entitled Cuffs Control, the complete book on how to curb your cursing. Jim's first-hand experience includes appearances on more than 300 television programs, yes, including Oprah, interviews on more than 700 radio stations and more than 400 newspapers and magazines. O'Connor Communications gets people into the news through radio and TV interviews, newspaper and magazine article placement, blogs, social media and Internet marketing, and media campaigns. They've spoken in many locations, including the James River Writers' Conference and in Chicago at the Lawyers for Creative Arts Book Conference. And this year we'll see them in Sealy Lake, Montana for the Northwest Outdoor Writers' Association Book Conference and many other venues. Now, also, of course, is his partner, Linda O'Connor, another principal of O'Connor Communications, who takes the lead in book publicity activities. She and Jim represent 23 authors organizing national and regional book campaigns, book tours, media interviews, speaking engagements, and press materials. Authors she has represented describe her as knowledgeable, professional, tireless, tenacious, creative, enthusiastic, and dedicated. She works closely with her clients to make sure they get the attention they deserve. And their website will be uh, www.oconnorpr.com. We'll mention that more about that later. Well, good evening, uh, Jim and Linda. Hi, Victor. Hi, Irene. Hi, you guys. You certainly come to um, us with a lot of experience. And, and being an author yourself, Jim, it really helps to know what authors go through. And... Um, what I want to talk first of all about is I find with I work with a lot of authors myself and many of them just do not feel that they need to promote the book but yet they expect sales and so I think that there's just some misconceptions there and I'd like you to address some of those. I think a lot of people who write the book, especially their first book, expect the publisher is going to do a lot of publicity and promotion for the book and. Uh, it just doesn't happen unless you're a Stephen King or already a successful writer. That's where all their marketing money goes. They don't have the resources, and uh, they've got so many books that come out every year, so they rely on you. In fact, when you submit a book or a book proposal, you have to include uh, a description of what you personally are going to do to promote your own book once it's uh, published. So that, that actually is an advantage if you're very good at it, skilled at it, and know how to do it. But then uh, it's... 
you know, putting it into a proposal and actually doing it are two different things. Do you find well, that? Well, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's tricky. I mean, if you if you can read a book on how to promote a book and uh, put the ideas down, but you have to do what you think you're capable of doing, whether you've got the time to go traveling on a book signing tour or whether you can only do it locally, if you've got time to do radio and TV, even locally. Um, if you're comfortable doing that, um, maybe you just want to do Internet marketing, which is, requires just sitting at your desk in front of your computer for the most part. That's a little bit easier if you're skilled at Internet marketing. So there's there's lots of different ways to go about promoting a book. So you have to decide which one's you're comfortable with and which ones you think will work best for your particular topic. Are there particular venues that are more successful for specific topics? Well, yeah. Uh, well, venues, it, you know, TV is good, radio is good uh, because you get a pretty wide audience. You know, your newspapers are good if you get a large circulation newspaper. Let me backtrack on radio. Sometimes you don't know how big a radio station is. Sometimes you're not even sure how big a TV station is unless, it's, unless it is Oprah. But if you are going to do a book signing, you're going to be lucky if you've got 10 people to show up for most authors. Well, I think that actually for book signings, unless you're Tom Cruise or a well-known person, people just will not come to your book signing. So actually, in a way, you've got to do a variety of things when you promote a book, and you've got to be very creative. Um, and just think about everything you can I mean, to promote a book because... Um, there's just a lot of ways to do it, and there's really probably the most um, the, the, probably the most efficient way to do it is the venue where you could attract the largest audience. That's why I brought up book signings. Book signings can be a lot of trouble to schedule it, prepare to have some remarks. Uh, it's the same with giving a speech to a Rotary Club. There might be 30 or 40 people there in the audience, and they may not be particularly interested in your topic. So speech preparing is uh, very time-consuming and scary for a lot of people. But uh, getting into a newspaper magazine with a large circulation is an easier route to go to reach a lot of people. Just a little bit on uh, book signings, too. I don't know if there are other areas of the same, but here in Austin, there is a particular bookstore that, well, needs a guarantee of a specific number of people to come to the signing, or there is a charge. Uh, I believe they charge something like <laughs> well, around $200. That's yeah. That's, that's unusual. I mean, most bookstores are happy to have anybody come in, but... Surely, if they want a crowd, uh, the crowd comes in and doesn't just buy your book. They buy other books they see on the shelf. If if you live in Austin and you've got a lot of friends and relatives, you can corral them to show up. But if you're traveling into a town where you don't know too many people, you're going to have a tough time doing that. You mentioned it, 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 it really depends on what your topic is. Yeah. Because actually, we set up a book tour for a woman who wrote a book called Emotionally Healthy Twins. She wrote all about twins, and she is a twin. She has twins, and she's a psychotherapist who studied twins for 30 years. And so we we discovered that there's twins clubs across the country. And so we called all the twins clubs, and we set up speaking engagements for her at the at the uh, twins club. So it's kind of like you've got to be creative and think about your topic and your audience. And your audience, definitely. You had mentioned radio and TV. So is that still, I mean, you know, a lot of the authors from that are resisting social media and even blogging or even having a website still feel that the best promotion for them would be to get onto radio or TV. I like it. Well, again, you know, you, you don't always know how big the audience is. 
Um, but that's beside the point. Every opportunity. Radio is the easiest to do, uh, easier than TV anyway, because most radio interviews are conducted over the telephone. You don't, don't even have to go to the studio. You don't have to go to the city. Uh, you just uh, can contact the radio station, and if they're interested, they'll do it by, by phone. So you don't have to worry about having a bad hair day or anything like that either. So uh, the more you do, the more comfortable you get, the more you find out what types of questions are typically asked. So every, everything is a rehearsal and, and reaches somebody. Great. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And, uh, you know, with with blog talk radio, you've always got the the replay value, which you, you know, you may or may not uh, get replays that much from a terrestrial radio station. I mean, uh, so that's one thing to think about. That was a great story about the, the twin book and, and creative. I'm, I think a lot of fiction authors get stumped on, on promotion. I wonder if you could talk specifically about things that might work well for fiction authors. Well, well I just, yeah, Jim, Jim will say a lot about this, but if you have a topic in your book, in your fiction book, let's say a terrorism book about terrorism, and um, you're kind of, you kind of have learned a lot about terrorism, when something happens, let's say a terrorist attack or something, God forbid, well, um, you can kind of talk to the media about that they become interested in your book because here you've written a book about, about let's say, terrorism. So if, if you can connect your book to a current event, then you can talk more about your book, even though it's fiction. A lot of times it's based on, on reality. And you've done a lot of research about, let's say, terrorism, and then it becomes more relevant because the topic is relevant because it's talking about something that happened in the news. But, but Jim, Jim can talk a lot about that. Too. Yeah, a lot of fiction is just plain raw entertainment, which is okay. But um, there's also a lot of re- or fiction that's based on reality, uh, whether it's a, a war scene, um, current history, even even ancient, I mean, uh, past history. You had to do some research on what happened during the Civil War, or during World War II, or whatever. So you've made something up, but it's, it, it, it should reflect some reality that you can bring to the attention of uh, the audience that you're trying to talk to. So most most fiction has a message. You can do a, you can do a fiction story on uh, a romance novel that has to do with uh, infidelity, and uh, you know there's been a lot of infidelity lately among popular, well-known politicians and such. And uh, that's that's a opportunity, you know, when someone uh, commits adultery and gets in the news, you can re- relate to that topic in your book. You can talk about it in your book and how you did research on how how common infidelity is. If you have statistics or trends in your research, that's what the media loves: statistics, trends, predictions, that sort of information. So you just have to find the right the right angle to your fiction book. It's definitely harder to promote than nonfiction. But it is it is promotable. All books are promotable. Right, and I think preparation is the key. You want to do literally, so to speak, have your your finger on the trigger so that you're not always chasing the news stories that you're you know that have already happened. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about what are the biases against the authors who might be self-published. I've run into some strange. Barriers. I mean, there's so many books coming out that we'll find uh, uh, certain venues will only review books if there's a hardcover edition and things like that. I wonder if you know of, of biases and, and ways to get around it. Well, there's uh, yeah, the, the the media can be pretty selective now that there's so many books out there, 
if it's self-published, they, they don't even have to pay attention to it. What we're discovering is that there are now so many people getting self-published. Um, a lot of me don't know who's a traditional publisher and who's a self-publisher. And uh, if they like the topic and you've got credentials for reading for writing it, and if you send them a sample and they can see that it's well-crafted, uh, you can get publicity. we uh, give you another example. We did one called Fields of War. Uh, this fellow wrote the book uh, almost two years ago about a tour guide to battlefields in France from not just World War II, but all the way back through history. And we had enormous response to that, enormous response, just because the topic was of interest to uh, the target audience we went after, which was World War II buffs, history buffs, francophiles. And, and when, when Jim says uh, uh, enormous response, we, had, we put out a press release, and we got 83 media outlets that wanted the book, and they wanted to do stories on the book. That's a lot. Yeah, that may not sound like a lot, but that that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, that's a boatload. <laughs> yeah, it is. Boatload. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's you know, and of course that means uh, self-published books. You you've got to send them out yourself. Uh, you don't have a publisher to do it for you, so you have to put that into uh, consideration and have enough envelopes and postage and be willing to give away that many books. Yeah, and just kind of to follow up on what Jim said, it costs money to promote a book because it's not just um, well. You may have to travel, say, across the state or even the country to, um, you know, maybe, maybe do, do a book tour or maybe, again, like Jim said, sending these books out to the media who want them. You've got to give books away. I mean, you've got to be willing to commit to commit time and, and energy and, and money to promote your book. Especially if you're self-published because you really have a lot of work to do it. Another good thing about modern technology is uh, most self-published books can get on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, BN.com, and that helps a lot. Or they have websites and they sell a book through their website. So there are there are ways. Uh, you know, before the internet, before Amazon, you just couldn't you could not sell a self-published book very easily. You have people have to write to you personally, and that just doesn't work very easily. Well, there is like you asked if there's a prejudice self-published books, and there really is. I know that I was talking to. Um, one of the editors, uh, the New York Times, the book review editor uh, in the Richmond newspaper, and they refuse to even review any books that are self-published. And, of course, the Chicago Tribune and most major papers will not uh, review a book um, that's self-published. Well, you know, and that's, she's talking about book reviews. There's other ways to get publicity. You know, if you write a book about sports, you might be able to get in the sports page. If you write a book about cooking, write a cookbook, you might be able to get in the food pages. The book reviewers, uh, they have to be very selective. They don't, you know, they got to read a lot of books. <laughs> and uh, so they're going to take the ones that they know are through traditional publishers. But So you've got to be very creative. Like uh, when Tiger Woods, if you remember this, uh, in, uh, was playing golf and he swore into the microphone. He didn't know that the, you know, that the microphone was on and that was uh, broadcast across the world in swearing. And then... So we heard about that, and we actually sent a book to Tiger Woods, a, a cuff control book, and we also told USA Today that we did it. And sure enough, USA Today put an article in their sports section that Jim had sent a book to Tiger Woods. So, I mean, you've got to—it's just every opportunity. You, you've got to be really creative and up on the news, and read a couple newspapers, and really. Um, Strike when the iron's hot. Yeah, because and, 
and the, the, the media is receptive. You know, if if you um, can solve a problem or have done something unusual, uh, and and can talk about it in your book. I think, Linda, you said something very important about if you can solve a problem. Earlier, too, there was a mention of that media like statistics and trends. And, of course, because this is what they write about, isn't it? And that is important to give them that rather than just saying, you know, I wrote a mystery period. Anytime anyone wants to promote their book to the media, they have to realize the media is saying, why should my audience care? Why should my writer readers be interested, my listeners be interested. And you've got to approach it from that perspective instead of saying, I've got a really great entertaining book. What, what are you going to teach me? You know, how can, what am I going to learn from your book? What, uh, what's going to be revealed to me that I didn't know before? You know, those are such good points. So, okay, we've, we've talked about this, but when should we actually get started in developing this comprehensive campaign? Linda, you want to answer that one? When do you? Yes. Um, I'd say three months before the book is coming out because there's a lot to do. You've got to actually put together like a press kit that you can put online, like your bio, your photo, uh, um, a synopsis of the book. Um, and, go ahead. Well, press kit, she means press kit. You, you can do that on a website. The press kit can be, be part of the website or the, the website can... Uh, have downloadable information. Another thing you can put on a website is um, the first chapter or two. Yeah. Let people read it, especially if it's a self-published book. But uh, you, you need to do things in advance. Well, you don't need to. It's ideal. It's ideally if you can do things a couple of months before the book comes out. Well, no, you, you really have to because even to set up a book signing, um, these bookstores have calendars and newsletters, so you have to uh, notify them about three months in advance so they can schedule you and they can put it on their calendar and in their newsletter. So that's that's three months in advance. And then um, actually if some magazines want excerpts from the book, so you've got to notify them way in advance to let them know the book is coming out and then they will excerpt it before it comes out. So there's things you've got to set up in advance for sure. And it's about three months in advance. And then, and then some things two months in advance and some things one month in advance. So it depends on what – you need a timetable for, you know, whatever so – it depends on the topic of the book. But you do need a timetable and follow that timetable. Authors have to keep in mind that there are so many books coming out every week that uh, the bookstores are going, are going to leave your book in the bookstore only for a certain period of time. If, if it's not selling after three months or so, it's going to come off the shelf. So that's why you need that lead time, so you can get that publicity and get those book signings around the time your book comes out or a month or two after. As well, it's also important for seasonal books. We're already, actually we started getting Christmas, children's Christmas books at the end of June. And uh, I think that this is important. What I've also find it, found that a lot of self-published authors end up publishing their book at the end of November, beginning December, and hoping to... Get, capture some of the uh, Christmas or the seasonal trade, but it just doesn't happen at that late, late moment. Well, you're right. I mean, if it, if it happens to come out uh, in um, September, October, November, there's a chance you'll get it. But again, you, you've got to promote it. You've got to have time to hear, have people hear about it before they go do their Christmas shopping. Exactly. So we now established that we have to start this at least three months in advance. So what are some of the first things 
to do. You had mentioned a uh, press kit on the website, and obviously you're advocating that it's important to have a website. Yeah, it pretty much is. Uh, it's, it's not essential, but most authors do. If you have a favorite author, just look up their name, and you'll probably get find a website. A website is can, you can get, put so much information on there, and also when you promote your book, uh, you can mention your website, and uh, people who hear it or or uh, read about it in the paper will go to your website. You know, in the old days they would never put your phone number down or your address down, but the websites are fair game. It's it's the, it's, the media is happy to put in the website. So, uh, and if you sell the book through the website, either independently or through a link on your website to Amazon. That's uh, that's that gives you a great advantage. People don't have to go walking into a store to even page through your book. They can page through it on your website. The way to start is even to contact your local media and let them know your book is coming out, uh, and kind of start start in the center of, of your of your own life, and contact your um, your friends through Facebook or just create a postcard and send them out to your mailing you know, the friends that you know a mailing list. You can create a, a business card with your name and the the picture of the book. Your website. And, and your website and maybe a synopsis of the book. So whenever you meet anybody, give them your business card with the information about your book on it. So you can start, you know, start start early, and um, everyone you meet, then you can talk about your book. And you do have to have a press release, even though your press release may not go out until the book is uh, is available. Uh, it's, 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 you've got to have that and it should be on your website because a lot of media, you know, they don't want to write the story, they want you to write it for them. If it's just a press release in typical journalistic style, all the facts, just the facts. No promotional language at all. But you can include, uh, quotes or endorsements from, uh, people who've written books on the same genre. Or if it's a medical book, if you've got some doctor or well-known physician or physician educator, get him to comment on it. That gives it more credibility. And something else you can do, which is good way in advance, is to create a book, a book trailer um, that's like like an animated um, live story about your book on your website. You can do that in advance. It's visual. I mean, that's what everything has to be moving these days. You know, there's so much stimulation out there. If it's just plain print, uh, people will read it. But if you've got something that's in motion, a trailer. How do you do a trailer of a book? Well. You know, there's just ways of scanning it. There's music. There's uh, voiceover. There might be scenes from the book. Uh, if it took place in in Rome, you might have pictures of Rome. Yeah, but you know what? The average person can't do that. No. There are people who create uh, book trailers for you. Well, we know someone who can do it here. It's not that expensive. It might be about $300 to do a, a nice uh, book trailer. It varies. You know, it really varies in who you use and how much yeah. how much material you've got. So there's there's just a, a load and load of different things that you can do. It really you is. Explore and find out which ones are going to work for you. And obviously, is what you're saying is you know get started. But we're talking about three months before the book is published. But actually, what I'm hearing is actually probably it's a better idea to start at least six months before because there's all this planning that has to go into it to actually implement, let's say, if you want a book trailer or, yeah. you know, printing the postcards and creating lists and so on. Yeah. Well, the, the time to start would be when you know you've got a publication date. If you're using a traditional publisher, and sometimes they'll, they are, your, your book is done in January, but they want to send it out as a Christmas book, so it's going to be, you know, six months before it comes out. But at least you know that date. So, yeah, you can get started anytime you want. 
as long as you know you got a publisher, you know it's going to come out, it's going to be a reality, you can start promoting it, telling people about it, let them, let them uh, watch for it. And, and you know, I, I think also it's a good idea. Maybe the author can hire like a, a college student, uh, an English professor, um, someone who can assist them because there's so much to do they can't do it themselves. I mean, if they have another job, they really need an assistant just to help them with some basics. And um, often the local college is a good uh, is a good place to, to look for someone. Maybe in the English department, maybe the journalism department. Um, there's a lot of, of resources they can use in their own hometown. And Linda made a good point. You start in your own hometown where, where you're known, where you can actually go into a you can even go into bookstores, especially independent bookstores. Say, I've got a book coming out. You know, I'd like you to carry it. And they're usually accommodating. They usually yeah. say, sure, yeah, we'd love to do that. And so lo- local boy makes good, you know. Local girl makes good, too. Great. Um, I'm just wondering, have we covered all of the uh, kinds of social media things like uh, blog tours and uh, using Twitter effectively? How much... Uh, of that is useful in terms of designing a campaign? Well, um, I think bloggers are getting are, are, are important now. I mean, there are a lot of bloggers, like Blog Critics. Um, that, that's one of the blog sites. There's a lot of bloggers that, that should get your, get your book and, re, and review, the, review the books, and they're willing to do it. Um, and a blog tour is great. There are people that set these up. Um, they kind of specialize in blog tours. Um, we, 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 we could direct authors to those, um, those people, but I think they are important, much more even than a year ago. They're, they're getting more important, yeah. That's, that's yeah. true. They're getting more important, and also they're much faster than other media. They'll, they'll get the book. Sometimes they read it fast, they scan it, or they don't even read it at all. They just feel like mentioning it on their blog because they like the topic. So you can almost get instant instant publicity. And, and, you know, um, uh, through Facebook and even, like, LinkedIn and um, speakersite.com is another one I like. But if you're on there at all, then when someone goes to Google you, if they Google your name, they will find you on Facebook or um, LinkedIn. Your your bio is on uh, that, that Google site. So I think in, for that reason, it's important to do social media alone. It's, it's like uh, like the, the, social media has expanded the opportunities to promote your book, other than the t- traditional media. So there's a, there's a lot of ways now to promote your book, and again, you've got to figure out what what can I do best. If you're if you like social media, if you're already on Facebook and you've got a blog of your own, and it's on the topic of your book, you know, go 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 do it. But if you're just starting out and you're not comfortable with that, you know, spend your time and your money where you can on the more traditional media. Right, and I just uh, like to throw in, I mean, there's some really old ways of communicating on the Internet that still work, like Yahoo groups and Google groups and the listservs, you know, mailing lists that may have 500 or 1,000 people on them, although you do need to be careful that you don't make your first posting, you know, hey, come buy my book. You have to kind of <laughs> join the community. As it yeah, were. And, your, and, your, and, your, and your blog should be about the topic, not about your book. It's about sports, or it's about baseball. You talk about baseball, no, not just your particular book and your 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 characters. Absolutely. Now, I kind of find I belong to this group, uh, PublishedAuthors.com, and I thought it was going to be really good. I think it was it was developed out of maybe out of Twitter 
or one of those, uh, publishedauthors.com. But all they do, each person, is talk about their own book, and it's too boring. I just quit. I mean, it, it doesn't give any helpful information as to how to, how you know, how to um, sell, the, sell the concept. Yeah, from the or just how to educate these authors. They're just it's too self-serving. Well, yeah, I mean that's because they they don't realize that they're being self-serving. They don't realize they have to give helpful information, interesting information, uh, entertaining information, not just not just about who you are and what your book's all about. It's tricky business. It's very tricky. But you know you can explore other bloggers and see what they're doing, and uh, see how they handle their topics. You know if, if you if you uh, have a favorite author that's in the same genre as your book, look up his website and see what they're doing. I mean copy what they do, and I mean they have the same elements in their web on your website that you see on their website or on their blog. It's uh, it's a lot of work, but you know what? It's if you really love your book, it's fun. If you got the time, all this stuff is fun. You know we tell a lot of people they. You know, they, they may spend more money than they're going to make, but it's just an enormous kick to get on TV, to do radio, to see your name in print, your your book featured in a magazine. That's all part of the fun of writing a book and promoting it. Great. Um, so what are some realistic expectations for using a publicist, and what should I know about finding a publicist? Uh, just just give us a primer on that whole subject. Well, uh, there are a lot of publicists out there. We're not familiar with how all of them work. Uh, the prices are ranging all over the place. Um, some have a retainer basis, some charge by the hour. Some uh, will do it for three months. Some will, uh, will want to promote your book for a year. Uh, you have to ask them, who have they promoted already? What, you know, they should have a website that talks about their books they promoted. They should be willing to give you the names of the authors and their phone numbers or contact information of their authors to... Uh, find out how they did for you. Um, they should do a proposal that's tailored to what your book is all about. Don't just grab anybody and, and just uh, pay the fee. No, no. And actually, uh, John Kremer, K-R-E-M-E-R, he's written a fabulous book. Uh, it's called A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Book. He's, he's got a list. He's got a list he created. And if you Google book publicists, his information is the first information that comes up on Google, and he's got maybe like 35 publicists on there, and um, you can go through that list and see if anyone, you know, maybe they're in your hometown or maybe they promote the kind of book that yours is. Um, maybe they specialize in fiction or nonfiction. Um, I, I think I would try to find a publicist who's, Who's experienced with your kind of book? Ideally, yeah. Ideally. But you know, what people have contacted us, we can see it's a form letter. They've got John Kremer's uh, list, and they send a form letter requesting information about our skills and abilities and costs. That's a fine way to do it. That's a good way to do it. But just send it to send an email to ten publicists and see what you come up with. But actually, I think the best way to find a publicist is through a word of mouth. I mean, through a recommendation. Um, and that because then and in a, if it fits into your budget, I mean a lot of New York agencies are just like ten thousand dollars a month, and and that's much much too high for the average person. Um, most I would say that most publicists would charge from two and a half thousand to three thousand dollars, maybe a month, to promote a book. I mean that kind of seems to be the standard. 
the standard price. I would think if someone said that they could, they would charge a lot more than that or a lot, lot less than that. Maybe it's not the right. I don't know. It, it, it depends on what they do. You yeah, know, that's I mean, true. That's if you true. just want to get in the media, fine. If you want to get in the media, if you want someone to handle your social media for you, if you want someone to arrange media tours, I mean, uh, that's a lot of work. So it all depends on what they're going to do, and that's going to affect the price. The, the, the thing that I think is important is that why even use a publicist? It takes an enormous amount of time to promote your book. And and they have most publicists have media directories. They know who to call. They've got the names, the phone numbers, the email addresses of the radio stations, the right people at the radio stations and TV stations, magazines and newspapers. And they have uh, they can do mass mailings. They've got access to mailing lists where they can send out a press release to several thousand media. I mean, these are things that the average uh, author just can't do by himself or herself. And and the average uh, I mean, the PR person, they know what the media are looking for. They know the right words to say, and they it's kind of like talking a certain language. Um, to the media, you've got to almost know the language, and if you're going to promote your own book, it, it's it's hard because you're not talking the same language to the, to the publisher. I mean, to the um, to, to the newspaper or magazine or even um, the producer of the radio show. The other, the other advantage of using publicists is that uh, when the media see it's coming from a publicist, that the author has hired somebody, uh, that gives the author a little bit more credibility. Um, the media people say, well, if I need something, I know I can call this this PR person. They're going to get the information I need. So a lot of times they want they want facts, they want anecdotes, they want pictures, they want all kinds of stuff. They want you to do the work for them. And the PR people are hired to do that. So that it helps it helps your image if you've got a publicist rather than calling up promoting your own book. That's a really really good point. And uh, gosh, I thank you both, Jim and Linda, for. Come in. You know, this has been a really good interview. You've given us a lot of great information, and I know that our listeners are going to be writing down a lot of notes because I sure did. My paper here is just all full of notes. So before we close, I would like to have you tell us our uh, your website address again. It's uh, O'Connor PR. It's O-C-O-N-N-O-R-P-R.com. Great. Thank you very much for for coming and talking to us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Victor. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. You're welcome. This has been another podcast edition of Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. You can learn more about our guests on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Stay tuned for the next installment, where we invite back... Shell Horowitz to our show to talk about green marketing, reaching the environmentally aware customers. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press. And for Reader Views in Austin, Texas, this is Irene Watson saying goodnight. For Loving Healing Press, this is Victor Volkman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, wishing you all a good evening.